the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, let's get to it. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. It's a Monday, and uh, I was talking to uh, R.D. and and Paul as I uh, sat down, and I said, if I didn't answer you yesterday, you text me. Uh, the reason is, is I've lost my, my phone. I don't know where it's at right now. I think I, it, it worked its way out of my back pocket while I was at church. That's what I think, because we got up and down a lot for some reason Sunday. I almost was kind of feeling Catholic on Sunday. That, uh, that's just the way it kind of was, but uh, it was all right. Uh, the church uh, service was good because uh, good things were happening that day. We had, uh, uh, what was it, uh, VBS last week. We had about 320 kids attending, and that's really good. That's a bunch. And uh, 36 confessions, so that was good. Uh, there was an interesting statistic uh, that uh, from Barna that I thought was uh, of interest during uh, uh, Brother James talking, and, and he was talking about uh, if the if the mother uh, becomes a Christ follower, twenty four percent of the family will follow suit. If a child is the first person in an, a uh, non believing family. Uh, con- uh, confesses belief in Christ, 26% of the rest of the family will be uh, converted. What do you think it is for a father? 75. It's a father. What do you think there, R.D.? I'd say you were saying in the 20s. I'll move it up to 40. 97%. 97%. Wow. 97%. Something for you guys to think about. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a big deal. It is. Father should be leading the household. And and I think just that because it's the way it's supposed to be, it was the way that God intended it to be. So when these fathers do something the way that God intended it to be, he's true to that. It works. I thought that was kind of – I thought it was an interesting statistic. I think it was um – because I was like you, Paul. I, I said 65% in my mind, and he said 97%. And I just went, whoa. Wow. That, that's, that is pretty impressive. I think it was um, Walter Williams. He used, to, he used to sit in for Rush Limbaugh. And I oh, think yeah. He, I think he, he mentioned one time that that um, the lack of um, father-headed households is the problem, is that we're, there's that the, the crime that we have – is coming from female-headed households where you have nothing uh, against. By the way, nothing against love, women. Yeah, nothing against, nothing against women. Right, but but the from, apparently the statistics bear it out. 
is that a lot of the people that are filling up the prisons are from fatherless homes. Yes, from fatherless homes. Yeah, and, and that's because every the way God set it up, every person plays an important part that clicks together with the other important parts mm-hmm. within the family structure. Mm-hmm. And if you if you get out of that, uh, you, you end up with problems like we're seeing in our country now. Mm-hmm. You yep. know, just really, it's yeah, not it, good. It's, it's, it's progressing. It's, it's And by the way, let me not say that not all fathers are perfect by any stretch of the imagination. No, not, certainly not. <laughs> there's, there's I some, don't want to give that. There, there are some income. fathers out there that do spend time with their children, and they need to be shot because they're so lousy. They're molesting their children, whatever else whatever it else is, and, and they're, they're terrible. That doesn't mean that the good fathers <laughs> should be ostracized. Well, that I would agree with. It's uh, There's a lot of good fathers out there and trying to do it. So I hope you had a good Father's Day. Did you have a good Father's Day, already? Oh, yeah. You bet. Okay. What did you do? Did you? Uh, is it a typical Father's Day where everybody gathered around you while you were over to grill? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. We didn't do that. No, if my that's son from Texas showed up, that's probably what we would have oh. done because he likes to grill out. But, no, we just went to Colton's and... Oh, cool! Yeah, after church, and uh, just took it easy and How ate was, some was cake Colton, when we got home. Was Colton's packed? Oh yeah, it was pretty busy, but we got in pretty quick. They they got us in probably in about ten minutes. So it oh, wasn't that's bad. good. It that's wasn't good. bad. Did you sit on the saddle? You know, out out in the waiting area. No, no. Act I like actually, you know, you know, I always talk a lot after. So actually, the wife and and. Uh, and the group uh, already had a table by the time I got oh, there. Oh, that's and the best way so to I do just it. Got to walk, walk in and right. sit I just down. walked on in and sat down. And then I just didn't do any work or anything. So I just took the day off and watched the Grand Prix race, all except for the last five laps. And I went to sleep. <laughs> Luckily, they finished in the same order I went to sleep. And I didn't miss anything. <laughs> so now, when you walked in, everybody was already sitting. Did they all stand up and applaud you as you came in? Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, right. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, oh. I had a good one yesterday. I went good. over to my daughter's, and uh, my son-in-law did do uh, uh, the barbecuing. We had hamburgers right. and hot dogs. Uh, no, I won't tell that story because if I tell it, it'd embarrass him. I'm going to tell him. Uh, anyway, uh, they were good. They had some, uh, I don't know where they got it from, but it, some loaded uh, baked potato uh, salad. Oh, hmm. potato salad. It was oh. good. It was good. Like but I, I, can, I controlled myself and only had one big spoonful. Hmm. I'm so getting good at so that stuff. Cheese and bacon. And yep, it was all in there. Yep, it was all there. You know, as far as as it was concerned, it was good. My daughter says, yeah, Dad, this is the only kind of uh, potato salad I like. And I said, well, that makes sense since I never made it when you were growing up. Because I'm not a big potato salad person, but that was good. I do like, uh, what's the big uh, barbecue place, Uh, Whole Hog. Oh, that's my favorite. And I like their potato salad there, too. I I guess that's a sour cream and uh, Probably some uh, different kinds of cheeses in there. So it's it's good. Yeah, it's really good. I go over and I can almost fill up on that before I even get to the barbecue. And then I like the sausage that they serve over at at Whole Hog. That's really good as well. All right, so the Razorbacks 
are in the winning bracket now. They uh, they won against uh, Stanford. They beat them uh, in in their game. I was uh, concerned that they were going to have a tough time of it, and uh, through about five innings, it was uh, pretty close. And then all of a sudden, it just all blew up in Stanford's face, and we ended up winning seventeen to two. 17 runs on 21 hits. The bats were going. So let's keep our fingers crossed that happens tonight. Uh, the Razorbacks will be playing Ole Miss tonight. A couple SEC teams uh, going to get at it. And they've faced each other during the regular season. So a lot of things there that not, uh, you know, you're not, you're not looking at them going, oh, I wonder what kind of game they play. Now, they know what kind of game they both play. So it'll be a be an interesting uh, uh, game this evening. I think it starts around five o'clock or so is the uh, the time for the game, and so I think, all right, because I get t- I get confused sometimes because I hear the, I hear the time and they'll say Eastern and then Central, and I think I heard it six o'clock Eastern, five o'clock Central. That's what I think. I. Uh, Took it that Oklahoma won last night. They knocked off, I think, Notre Dame. I was watching that game. I had to go to bed. And it was a 6-2 lead going into the ninth inning. So I'm assuming now, I may be wrong, but I'm assuming that Oklahoma was able to outlast Notre Dame in that game. So um, anyway, some pretty good college baseball over the weekend. Hope you got to watch the Hogs win at least. A lot of a lot of spirit fingers and uh, and calling the hogs going on in Omaha on uh, on Saturday for sure that was that was happening. All right, six fifteen. RD is here. Paul's here. We're going to get in and talking about some different things that went on over the weekend. Nothing really new happened over the weekend. There's a couple of stories that I've seen uh, over the weekend that um, I went, oh really. So well, we'll sit and talk about those. Billy Mack wants you to know that he'd like you to give them a call and talk to them at ICU Protection. He'll take care of your uh, security system at your house or your business. Uh, he'll come out, sit down with you. He'll determine with you and your input, uh, you know, where they need to put the uh, window and door sensors. I put them on all my windows and all my doors so you can't come into my house uh, if it's armed uh, without tripping the alarm uh, at the window or at the doors. And then I've got a couple of cameras as well. I've got one of them on the driveway, and I have one of them on the uh, uh, the door. And the way these cameras work is, say somebody pulls into your driveway, it doesn't turn on as they pull into your driveway. It is already... Uh, you know, keeping track of people before they get into your driveway. And so when you look at the, uh, it comes to your phone, and as you're watching it, and, uh, you know, you're a couple of seconds behind, uh, you can see where they came from, what kind of car they're in, probably if you could get, if if it's making them turn in front of you a little bit, get their license plate because they're that clear. And then it keeps going while they get out of the uh, the car. In fact, if someone gets out of the car and starts walking, the camera has a device on it that whistles at them. <laughs> like that. Sounds like a bird. Yeah, All right? And that makes you look up at it. 
so they can get a good shot of your face. So mm-hmm. smile if you come to my house. Nice. Same thing in the front. I like uh, like what Billy what Billy Mac does. It's really Im- impressive. And know that uh, you just pay for the service. Now, you don't pay for the uh, hardware. The hardware is yours to keep. 501-205-1333, the number to call. 501-205-1333. That's Billy Mack. You'll come by and see you at I, from ICU Protection. All right, back with you here on the Dave Ellsworth Show. You should. You just. Oh, you know, R.D. You just ruined my day. You really did. Because I. Sorry about that. I just don't get this at all. I really don't. Anyway, we'll talk about it a little later on okay. in the show. I want you to talk about what you did on Saturday. Oh yeah, a group of Republicans from District One were invited to come and do volunteer work for the Trump rally in Memphis. It was held in Safe South Haven in the Landers Coliseum in South Haven, Mississippi, and uh, so uh, I really enjoyed it. We went in and we were the first line. People come in, we get their armband showing what ticket they bought and where they would be seated at. So. We got to see a lot of people coming in, and people were excited, and uh, had people from, you know, a lot of people from Tennessee, Arkansas, Mississippi, of course, but there was people there from California, Wisconsin, oh, wow. and and uh, so the, Louisiana. Was the former president there? Oh yeah, yeah. It was a Trump. It was a full blown huh? Trump rally. Yeah, I got to. We got to stay and listen to him speak. Oh, good. And so, uh, so uh, we were done by about noon, and he spoke at about five o'clock in the afternoon after all the other speakers had spoken. And uh, the Coliseum was, you know. Uh, they said it was a record number of people in it because it's a big basketball court type of situation. It had all right. the chairs on the basketball court, but you couldn't have got maybe 5% more people in the whole place. It was just so almost you were, packed. So you were out of the sun at least. Oh, yeah, we had a tent. We were in a tent with fans on us. Okay. So, That's better. So it, so it, it wasn't that bad. So I, you were meeting people outside. Yeah, we were meeting people outside before they went into the Coliseum. And uh, it was great to see the kids. A lot of elderly people were coming to, to to see Trump, and everybody was enthused about it. And uh, everybody's looking to 2024, and and uh, and uh, I think he alluded pretty well, pretty confidently that he said he would see you in 2024 when he left. He was. I think he was putting out the message that he was planning on running. Yeah, there's an interesting article uh, in on the internet about that uh, some other republicans who are thinking about running for president in 2024 i know pompeo uh was quoted in the article of saying that you know if the if the if the uh, former president kept putting off making his decision it wouldn't keep him from making his decision and announcing huh. nikki haley was the same way she's going to run pompeo so was there at the event was he at the yeah yeah, yeah. He was pompeo, yeah he was one of the speakers i didn't get to hear him i was outside and he, he made the statement uh, in the article i'll see the people of iowa i mean that's what he said so that definitely means that he's running so uh, he's kind of he's kind of what I would consider a dark horse. I wouldn't be surprised if he picked up a lot of followers, but uh, he's got some work to do. Yeah, hey, a lot can happen in two years. Who knows no, Lord what will happen? Yeah. you know, in the politics world. But I did get to hear Tate Reeves, the governor of Mississippi. 
and I would have to say from him speaking, I do not think he's a rhino. I mean, I, I mean, he was a good speaker, and uh, he come out and said what he stood for and what he didn't stand for and what Mississippi uh, was going to do and what they were not going to do. And, and uh, uh, first times I ever heard Tate Reeves speak, but he did an excellent job. Didn't you say that Dinesh D'Souza was there? Yeah, he was there. Oh, very good. I didn't get to hear him, but my wife, Jennifer, and Anna did, and they said that he did a good job. Good job. How about, uh, and then Candace was there. Candace Owens. I got to hear Candace Owens. She's usually and, pretty good. Yeah, she was pretty good. She wound it up in the end good, but yeah, she did. she did a good job also. Who else? She's nine months pregnant. Oh, she come out really? in a trench coat, and I thought, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she said, "I am wearing high heels, and I'm nine months pregnant." Now that's how much I wanted to come to miss, to come to Tennessee and Mississippi and wow. see everybody. So okay. uh, yeah, she's dedicated. But, huh? <laughs> yeah, she was dedicated, but. Hey, everybody was respectful and Boy, polite. As hot as it was, and to be nine months pregnant, you talk about yeah. being uncomfortable. Oh man! Of course, she was. It, she was inside in the air conditioning. Still, she wasn't outside. But, oh yeah, so she spoke for thirty minutes. Oh, and well, she did. She did a good job. But hey, you know when you. My, my wife and daughter wanted to go, and I said, "Well, if you guys are going, you know, to Memphis and spend the night going something like that, I'm going. Yeah, with yeah, I'm you. coming with you. <laughs> I'm coming with I you. I can but, understand that. But uh, hey, it was it was it was a good experience. Good. It was a good. Experience. Good. So a lot and, of people, a lot of people who were uh, ginned up and ready to go. Oh, there were thousands. I mean, the place was packed. Okay, the place was packed. They said they said a new. Uh, record for it so you know what the what the capacity of the yeah. coliseum no, i don't is. know what you the know. capacity is they're supposed to say <laughs> yes landers coliseum in south haven mississippi but they had the court packed with people also but uh but it was all good i tell you what if you're a trump supporter or not with a supreme court making a decision right that's now that they're making this week that's going to come down this that's week. this week yeah really yeah, that that uh, the Roe Roe v. Wade and Casey decision is going to come down this week, and just get ready for people to act like they've lost their minds. I'm just saying, just get ready for it. It's yeah, coming. It'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens with that because who knows? Is the is the party that that likes to kill children? Yeah, well, going to go crazy. I I saw the uh, they were out covering the marchers in front of uh, Barrett's house over the weekend. And I bet you there were 40, maybe. That's all. 40? Yeah, that's about it. Walking in front of her house. But, uh, you know, what they didn't have in numbers, uh, they made up an over-the-top type of demonstration. Mm-hmm. They had all these uh, young women running or walking, looked like kind of a pantsuit kind of thing on, and they had used red paint that looks like, you know, the symbolized blood. And uh, had it strategically placed upon their bodies, mm-hmm. and then they were all—they all had their hands uh, uh, taped together as though they were handcuffed, carrying baby dolls. Mm-hmm. That's. There's some weird people. In this yeah, world. that was. There's this. I mean, I understand what they're saying, except here's the problem with it: you don't have to end up pregnant. Well, you don't have to commit murder either. And, well, you don't have to do that, but the, you don't even yeah, have to be there. That's exactly. Look, you do have you, a choice. If you have put in your mind you don't want to have a child, get, go ahead and make it so you can't have a child. You know what? You can have that done, and you have it reversed later if you want to. Do that. Then you don't have to worry about it. 
yep. I, mean, okay. I don't understand that. I, I, I do. I do agree with women that uh, the man who, if it can be proven, is the father, uh, should have to pay child support. I have no problem with that at all. You know. Yeah, well, I tell you what, if black lives really matter, then the, the, they shouldn't be t- uh, oh, my burning Lord. any cars or anything. They should be glad that that less. We're glad that all we believe that all lives matter, of course, and all men are created equal. So, and we believe that every child should have a chance to to uh, make their own decisions in life and and live a life and get an opportunity. But, but, but the reality is, I think I think most of us know that the Democrat Party has a history of wanting to reduce the black population and this has been one of their most successful well definitely planned parenthood has wanted to reduce the black population that is historically true just do a little reading about margaret sanger and her eugenics viewpoint and uh black catholics and irish were kind of the the three people the three groups that that she wanted to get rid of all right let's get some news for you we'll catch up on that and we'll be back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. We've got more to talk about and uh, discuss what's happening uh, here in our country. So going to a Trump rally, that's kind of cool. Anyway, we'll be back with more here on the Dave Ellswick Show. one oh one one FM, this is the answer. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, R.D. is here. R.D. Hopper is here, as well as Paul Calvert. They're sitting in today as well. Coming up at 9 o'clock, Ryan Norris from Americans for Prosperity, the Arkansas chapter, is going to be on with me. We'll talk with him, find out what what's going on uh, as far as he's concerned. Wednesday at 9 o'clock, uh, Julie Mayberry will join me on uh, on the show. And then I'm, I'm waiting to find out if Robin Lundstrom uh, can make it on Tuesday. So uh, we got some good guests coming this week uh, as far as uh, the uh, conservative side and find out what they're having to say. It was interesting last week to hear Hammer, Wing, and uh, uh, Clark all talk about uh, the possibility that school choice was going to be pushed really, really hard in the 2023 uh, General Assembly. Uh, I will be there covering it like I have in the past. I've already talked to my GM here, and we've talked about it, and that's going to happen. I won't say who may be joining me because uh, if he does, it's going to make it a very interesting coverage of what's going on because it's somebody who has been there and done that. Let's just put it that way. So that makes it always a lot of fun. Now, R.D. is part of the – uh, Republican Platform Committee, and uh, you guys have been talking because you, you've got the state convention coming up next month, correct? Yeah, there's a uh, state convention is coming up next month, and uh, uh, the way it works, the people sp- get to speak at the state committee. Uh, the committee comes up with some suggested, or people have a certain amount of time to submit requests from each county it goes out to the county chairman that says if there is something on the uh platform committee that people would like to see put in the platform then they have a certain amount of time to run it up so they put a committee of people together from each district and each county and and uh the committee gets together and goes over what people are sending up 
they would like to see put in the platform and uh uh there will be some strengthening of school choice uh, that will be before, put before the people. So, uh, and uh, there's going to be some will be some resolutions come up that are that are going to be some uh, real good resolutions coming up. As far a resolution is something that says basically this is what the people of Arkansas want their resolu- their. Uh, elected people to work to run bills on this is a resolution we'd like right. to see a bill like this ran so it's a resolution but it's going to platform the platform is say hey these are the basic truths these are the things that we want you to look at when you're making a decision on anything yeah i really like to see a a platform or a plank of the platform to say something like uh, the republican party of arkansas uh, believes that parents should have the right to determine uh, what school uh, that their children go to, and that the 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 amount of money being you know uh, used for each child in the state should follow the child. Yeah, I believe there's. I'd a, get excited if I saw something like that. Well, there's it would a be pretty g- significant. Well, there's a good chance that that's going to be voted on in the platform. Of course, there's I a would good chance. I would. Somebody, I wouldn't believe that Sturch was going to vote for it, but that's all. <laughs> well, it would depend on how it come down. I think he. There's a lot of senators that have uh, been very consistent with whatever position that the governor is on. I would say that and uh, the guys on this show, we all know who's consistent with the governor. And a lot of times our governor is consistent with uh, colleges and uh, different things like that. So, uh, you know. There is a little cronyism going on, I guess I what I could say. But I would say he's part of the crony bus. I lost my phone, uh, and I had, I had gotten an answer uh, from Conduit uh, of Arkansas. Mm-hmm. I was going to have one of them join me and join us today. I don't know right. if it, don't know if they'll do it today or not because I didn't have time to tell them. Here's the number to call. But mm-hmm. from the past, if they'll just call the number they've always called, they'll get in touch with us. But to talk about what's going up there in, on up in Northwest Arkansas uh, with with Walmart and uh, the whole thing about uh, you know the uh, the guys that ju- the drag queens and story time and all that other crap that they've got going on up there. <laughs> well, they're doing, they're yeah, they got some crazy are stuff. Are you serious? Oh yeah, up I'm serious. In, up in Fayetteville or, yeah. or Springdale area? Oh yeah, up wow. in that area. Yeah, they got some crazy stuff going on. And uh, Yikes. people were calling them out and saying it was a lie, and they produced the flyers mm. that had been pu- had been published about it. So wow. uh, it's going to be interesting to see what goes on. I, I'm just going to tell you, the Walmart that Sam started ain't the Walmart we got now. They pull a lot of, you know, whenever uh, the bill passed in Arkansas about children taking uh Pubic drugs, yeah, yeah, uh, drugs to uh, to uh, change, you know, to change their hormones or however you want to get into it to change the way their body works at a very young age. That uh, Walmart came out against it. The, I mean, the CEO of Walmart came out against it, saying Arkansas wasn't being LGBTQ friendly, or and then. Uh, 
they were having a big bike race up there and a lot of the protesters weren't coming to the bicycle race up there and uh, i saw an employee of the state of arkansas parks come up and say that she didn't uh she wouldn't blame them if a bunch of them didn't come to arkansas since they didn't seem to be welcome in arkansas and that was an employee Why? of Arkansas State Parks. Because that, since Arkansas it, wouldn't allow, you know, eight-year-olds to take drugs to to, to uh, change their hormones or how their natural body works, then they part, weren't being welcoming. Yeah, they weren't being welcoming of the LGBT. Man, that wasn't, was that Stacy, the head of the Parks Department? No, I don't think okay. it was. The, no, it was not the head of the Parks Department. But okay. it was someone that was – the bike race was in a state park. Okay, well, I don't And they interviewed care, someone up there. So, uh, so Walmart was involved in it, and you know, uh, whenever anything happens, a Walmart's always on the left, and that's the reason. Seems that, uh, that way now. Arkansas, if anything happens to Capitol, you know, it doesn't seem far right to you guys. It seems like in the state of Arkansas, it's very much in the center with a Republican House. I mean. I don't. You don't. We haven't gotten you, besides abortion. You, you'd think, and, and you'd Jason Rapert's work. You'd think that with the huge man. majorities we have right now in the House and the Senate, that we ought to be just really moving away from the left. But it seems like we're still clinging to it, just sticking. When it comes to physical physical like policy, socialism, po- and, 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 and yeah, they're still holding on to democratic rule. As far as that's concerned, fiscal there's, there's, policy. There's so many Republicans that are still kind of. Well, let me say this. Let me let me let me make a clarification on what I just said. There is a large group of Republicans that are pushing uh, for things to change, but probably you're not going to see. I'm going to I'm going to speak with. I believe that with Sarah coming in. There will be a much more propensity towards Republican thinking, uh, conservative thinking, and we'll see some of the things that we've been hoping to see. I said all along that I thought that Asa was not going to be that person. Not going to be a big changer. You know that he wasn't going to be. Well, and he doesn't. He, mo- he doesn't move that fast, Paul. And he didn't. He didn't campaign on being nope. a, 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 a small government guy. What he, have I said? I said he's the perfect Republican. To be the bridge from going from Democrat rule to going to now Republican rule. And what we're going to see with Sarah coming in, now we'll start seeing, I think, the Republicans start flexing their muscles. Yeah. Uh, I believe Hopefully. that. I mean, res- they'll, they'll. respectfully, you know, it seems that the current governor, you know, caters to Democratic voting in large corporations when it comes down to gun laws, when it comes down to educational freedom, uh, when it comes down to several things like that. Things start out very far to the right, and by the time they pass, you know, it's very the bills are, are very much moved to the center. My question is: Is that really who we need as a president after having four years of Biden? No. Do we, we need somebody we, that makes small changes? We, no, we need somebody that will hit hard. 
and, and really move fast and, and recover from some of this garbage that's been going on. That's some things that I talked about with the folks we had on last week. We'll, <laughs> I'll bring them up to you when we come back. Got to get a break in. Don't forget about PI Roofing. PI Roofing's ready to handle any kind of roofing problem you have. And with all this dry weather we're having right now, now's the time to call them because I'm sure they can get you in line and get the work done for you. I know there's still supply chain issues and all the rest of the things that are out there. But, uh, you know, you can get some work done when it's not raining that you couldn't get done if it is raining. So just know PI Roofing stands ready to help you take care of your roof, especially if you need it replaced and you need that work done, and they'll do it for you. That's PI Roofing. Call them at 501-707-3551, 501-707-3551, or visit them online piroofing.com that's piroofing.com well you know a lot of people right now looking at uh, in you know inflation looking at these high gas prices you know feeling that uh, you know there's kind of a seismic shift going on now that uh, you've got president biden and they're wanting to protect their nest eggs they they want to make sure that their 401ks and their iras are going to hold on to their values so they're uh, looking to add silver and gold to their uh, portfolios and we had a gentleman on a couple of weeks ago that said that about 15 percent of your portfolio probably should be now should be made up of precious metals but how do you buy that how, how do you go about securing it? Well, that's where David Lucas Financial comes in. Uh, they're going to teach you how to do all of that. All you need to call them is 501-222-3315. David Lucas Financial is right here in North Little Rock. They work with one of the only regulated and licensed national wholesalers in the country. So you get direct prices from a dealer you can trust. So to learn more about uh, buying silver and gold, call 501 222 3315 again 501-222-3315 investment advisory services are offered through david lucas financial and arkansas registered investment advisor all right back now i told you guys i'd talk a little bit about some different things that were uh, going on uh, uh, with the people that i had on last week dealing from the senate and from the state senate from the state house had Carlton Wing on. We had, uh, again, Senator, uh, State Senator uh, Alan Clark, State Senator uh, Kim Hammer. And one of my questions, and it was a segment on with each of these gentlemen that I was pursuing was, what are you going to do to fight against the Biden administration? Because the Biden administration is, is setting down, uh, you know, some gauntlets here. For all of us, uh, R.D., you were talking during a break about a story. I covered it, but it didn't seem to get everybody's attention. I thought it would really get everybody's attention, and it did not. And that was that if you don't follow what we're telling you to do about transgender students, allowing them to use the bathrooms of their choice, let them use the locker room of their choice, let them f- play in the uh, sport of their choice, uh, that uh, they were going to hold back money for school lunches. He signed an executive order hmm. saying that they have the authority to withhold school lunches 
if, if schools don't cater to let the boys in the girls' bathroom, if, if they want to go to the girls' bathroom or play in sports, I mean, you would think that America would be an uproar and it would be everywhere, but uh, uh, I tell you what, I, it, it wasn't as big of a headline as I expected it to be, but uh, I tell you what, the support for school choice is kids being able to go whatever private school and their money following them. Uh, there's been some reports on uh, education choice in Arkansas in 70. 70- Seven percent of the people in Arkansas that have children believe that kids should have a savings account, and their per day money should go to a savings account. So, um, I think it's an issue. That's saying the exact same thing as what we've been saying is that the money follows the student. Yeah, money follows the student. So, uh, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a big uh, item coming up in the. I think, what is it, the November election's coming up, uh, and I think it's going to be a big deal in the 2024, and it should be a big deal in Arkansas. Uh, I've got Democrat neighbors and people that work for me that always vote Democrat, and they're saying after their mandate that their kids had to get shots, mandates that their kids had to get masks, here and there's mandates that the boys are going to be required to go in the girls' bathroom if they feel like a girl today. Then uh, they're starting. The Democrats are starting to say, "Wait a minute! You know, these are choices as parents that we should be able to make on the school board and show up and have representation. But have all these choices made in Washington and come down, which is against the written Constitution. They do not have the authority to do that. So I think even Democrats, a large portion of Democrats, support being able to send their children to the school that can give their children the best well, education. And some, some of this is just going so off the rails with the Democrat Party with this transgender stuff and the homosexuality and wherever else. is. It's just, it's just too much too fast for a lot of Democrats that were still – they're just not – uh, Let me tell you they, how they, fast they the, the, the left is moving. They're moving so far on the left side that even Hillary Clinton is saying, wait a second. I mean, she's, uh, she's yanking on the reins hard because wow. she, she made the statement over the weekend, hey, look, you've got to win elections if you want to make changes. And you can't make changes if you don't win elections. Mm. And she also said she is not going to run for president in 2024. Now, that is, of course, unless the Democratic Party has nobody else to turn to and they uh, ask her to run again. Then I would expect that she'll do an Adley Stevenson. I talked to a parent over the weekend from uh, Arkansas that was a volunteer at the rally that we were at and she said that she drives two hours a day to take her kids to private private school she drives an hour in the morning to get them and an hour in the evening go back to pick them up and none of the tax money that she's paying not a dime of it is going Going to pay for the schools that she's entering she probably doesn't get to to count the 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 wear and tear in her car and the fuel off on her taxes Uh, she, she doesn't so that money that the state's paying in for education should pay for whatever is best for the child. The question is, is education about the children or not? Uh, that's exactly right. Well, that's it's, it's that's going to be the speeches that we hear uh, in, the, in the House and in the Senate here. 
Go ahead, Paul. Yeah, and so, so the issue is that, that, that they, they, they care about the children, but they care about the children being trained and brainwashed in, in their ideology. I think that's the issue is that, well, you're just not responsible enough as a parent to teach these children our version of right and wrong, uh, which is relative and, and just nonsense in many cases. And so they, they obviously just don't trust the American people to raise their own children, and it's, and it's, and it's having reciprocal effects. So what did, what did uh, Senator Clark, Senator Hammer, and State Representative Wing have to say? They said with the Biden administration in full-blown attack mode on, you know, what we think America should be like, that whoever wins the AG race should be ready to put in a whole lot of work. Because they're going to go, they're they they're going to fight. They're going to fight so against. So presumably them. that will be Tim Griffin. Tim Griffin. Yeah. You know, on the com- on the committee that we talked about that I was I was on. You know, I wanted to put in that the federal government has absolutely no constitutional authority to make any decisions in a public school. So well, someone think, thought that that would maybe a little harsh. Well, the thing is, but, I, I think I think on, I think on some level the federal government actually recognizes that, and so what they what they do is they bribe the states into doing it, and so the federal government doesn't force it. It's like, you know, we're not going to force you to do this, but uh, you know, we'll but give you, you do, several million dollars. Yeah, we might if you give you do. twenty million. How about we'll take your lunch money if you don't? Yeah. Does that sound like a bully? There's not yeah. supposed to be any bullying at school. Right. They yeah. actually said we're going to take your lunch money away from. <laughs> You, if the, you don't do what I tell that, you to do, if that happens, <laughs> if that happens, the this, the uh, politicians here in the state of Arkansas have got to throw the gauntlet down. I've told you this story about Indiana. I can tell it in thirty seconds. During the Bill Clinton administration, he had a lot of unfunded mandates. You do this, you do that, but the federal government is not going to pay for it. So Indiana finally said, "Enough is enough," and they said, "So." You want us to do this? Fine. We're not going to send you your tax money from the gas. Mm -hmm. And they took that money and started putting it into an account that lasted for about three months, and the federal government caved. They caved because other states started talking about doing it. I think the exact same thing has to happen in these other instances. Okay, let's get our break in, then we'll be back after the news. It's the Dave Ellswick Show, 101.1 FM, The Answer. Second hour underway here on the Dave Ellswick Show. We already covered a lot of area, and we got a lot more to cover. Again, and we just sent out a text. We're hoping to hear from uh, Conduit. Uh, they, uh, I had, I lost my phone. All right, 
on Sunday, and I, I think it's at the church. Uh, I'm hoping somebody turned it in. Uh, uh, we were up and down. We had we 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 had Last Supper on uh, on Sunday and and uh, whatnot, and I wasn't being. I was not just sitting there being cool during service. I was up and down when we were singing and all kinds of stuff. So, uh, bottom line is, uh, I think it fell out of my. I always carry my phone basically in my right hip pocket, and um, I thought I had it, and then I got home, and I started looking for it. It wasn't there. It went all through the house. I mean, I turned my house upside down, and it wasn't there. And I. I thought about where have I been today that I might have lost it, and the only place I had been on Sunday was church, my car, and my house. And since it wasn't in my house and it wasn't in my car, then that left only one place. And uh, so I'll give them a call. I would have seen about it tomorrow but once church is done everybody goes home mm. at that point there's nobody in the office shouldn't have to be anybody in the office so there's no getting into the into the sanctuary and look i know exactly where i was sitting and i can find it you know if it's there mm. if it's not then we'll look in the in the lost and found and hopefully i'll uh, so. be able to be able to find it yeah right. that's a lot of context to try to be whole able to get a hold of people on the show right yeah it's a big it's a big it's a big that's deal, a big contact list to be able to lose your, uh, phone. lose your phone well we'll see if we can't talk to conduit tomorrow they got a few uh, issues facing them with some illnesses and so we'll try to get somebody on tomorrow and uh, and talk to us maybe we can get them on in the first hour if i can roust them up out of bed early <laughs> early in the morning and talk to them uh here on the day, oh, or maybe we'll do it the last hour. I don't. Uh, I'll I'll wait and see if Robin gets a hold of me and says she's going to be in the area. Because what I ask of the the, uh, the the politicians is that they come into the studio. Makes for a much better interview That's when you're true. in the studio, right? And, and, and you can look the, at each other. And sometimes they're down here for for committee meetings or something like that. Anyway, That's so, right. it's, so it's convenient for yeah. them. She was because uh, Robin doesn't live around here. No, she lives up in Northwest Arkansas. So I don't know when she's supposed to let me know what her schedule is, and then we'll go from there. Fayetteville Springdale Rogers is the Austin, Texas of Arkansas. It's beginning to be that way for sure. <laughs> absolutely, you know, as far as that's it's true. No, you're absolutely right. I got to tell you that if Sam was still alive, this stuff wouldn't be going on. That's all I can tell you. But it is going on now because just like Disney World and uh, people that are at the top of of Disney, the great-grandchildren and stuff of Walt are totally different uh, people than what Walt Disney was. He was a Republican and he was was a conservative. Yeah, I just heard the Buzz Lightyear thing this weekend. Oh, you didn't know about the kiss? Oh, man. Yeah, you talk about done. Yeah, they get they get you two, two females kicking kissing in the movie. Yeah, wow, that's in there. Uh, as far as that's <laughs> concerned, and uh, oh yeah, uh, how's that? I wonder how's the rating going after that. No, got I don't out. I, It still do well. I get. I got to tell you, it's still going to do well. My biggest concern, my biggest uh, heartache with with it was is that uh, they didn't ask Tim Allen to uh, voice, you know, Buzz Lightyear. It's, uh, of course, uh, the guy who played uh, uh, Captain America. 
and uh, their 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 explanation about why that was was so weak tea uh, that uh, I just thought it was ridiculous. I mean, look, you know, Tim had problems on uh, his TV show and and all the rest because he's such a conservative now. He's a big time conservative, and uh, a lot of these. Uh, uh, television companies, movie companies don't like it. What they do like is the money. And when Alan does things, he makes money for them. So they, they were, they'll go along with him. But Disney's not that way. All right? So, Disney, I, Disney makes enough money as it is. Well, they, they went ahead and did uh, you know, Evans as the voice. And here was their reason why. Because this Buzz Lightyear movie is about the... Buzz Lightyear. Now, let me remind you, this is about a cartoon character. This is the Bud Light, Buzz Lightyear. And so the toy from Toy Story that's Buzz Lightyear is the toy that came off of Buzz Lightyear. So they're going, they didn't let, they let Tim Allen still do the voice of the toy Buzz Lightyear, but he couldn't be the real Buzz Lightyear. Although, if you follow the logic, Buzz Lightyear, they would have tried to make his voice as close mm-hmm. for the toy as he was in real life. So, you know, that that was their exclamation. The expl- uh, explanation, the bottom line was that they didn't like his politics. That's what it came down to. Mm. And everybody in Hollywood knew that that was the reason. So I'm seeing that uh, I'm seeing a bunch of headlines here that that the Lightyear movie was actually a flop. Oh, in really? The box office, yeah. Really? I didn't hear about that. Yeah, so it's... Um, so it could be because here. because Alan's not doing the voice. So Lightyear, or um, lastmovieoutpost.com, Lightyear is a flop. Last Movie Outpost. Um, Disney's, this is Daily Mail, uh, Disney Lightyear, Disney's Lightyear flops in opening weekend that saw it fail to... Um, um, the Park Place, Lightyear, is such a woke flop, Pixar faces a record. That's it. It's woke. And that's a mistake. I'm just telling you, go woke, go broke. Well, I'm just telling you, that's what, what's that's, happening. That, uh, it, it, it's it's somewhat refreshing it, 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 to see that may, maybe Americans will... Um, Stay home. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay, so they, maybe they, they don't I want I mean, there to, were other movies out that you could go see. I mean, how many people want their kids seeing two women kissing? Yeah, I know. I know. It was one. I, I really. I had to. I had problems with Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange starts off right at the beginning about how this girl ends up zooming through all of these these uh, universes, and she's got two moms. You know. I mean, uh, we. That doesn't well, have so to be there. I'm sorry. The, that's one of the ways that you brainwash people. You don't even tell them that you're that you're promoting the things. You just kind of. Of course, that's you, the best you, way you to do norm, it. You normalize it. Would, a fish? Uh, do, do you have to tell a fish that's wet to make it love water? No, mm-hmm. it doesn't know that it loves yeah. water. What do you talk about the upstream of society? Yeah, culture. Yeah, and, and just they're just trying like, to change things. I'm telling you, that's the way you do it. It is the way you do it. I mean, uh, to make it look, Breitbart knew that. For Andrew knew that years ago, and used to preach it, preach it, and preach it. And I agreed with it. That's the thing that got it's, me being friends with it's, Andrew Breitbart. It, it's because I understood that a long time yeah, ago. You, you just immerse someone in it. You don't have, don't even have to tell them what it is. You just immerse them in it, and then they start to embrace it, and they love it. It's 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 kind of almost maddening to me to to have discussions with people about socialism. It's like you you tell them, well, this program is socialism. No, it's not. 
don't you? How dare you call me a socialist? Or how, how dare you call that socialism? The, the fact that you like it doesn't stop it from being socialism. Did you rob other people to get something you wanted? Well, it, but it's okay if government does it for me. It's okay if I vote to steal from my neighbors to build a park or to and is it, to pay for health care or to, to pay for children's education. It, it's okay if, if, I, if I vote to do immoral things because the government's going to do it. And it's not immoral if, if I vote for someone else to do it for me. How, how does that compute in people's mind that it's, it's somehow okay to do something that would be immoral just because you voted for the government to do it for Does you. how you vote have anything to do with your religion? It should. <laughs> if it doesn't, if your religion does not have anything to do with how you vote, your, your religion is broken. Have you ever heard people say at the Capitol that they leave their religion at the door whenever they come well, into the Capitol? That's a dangerous statement. If, if, have you ever heard people if, if, refer oh, to yeah. that? It's, oh, yeah. I, and I'm not the only one. Yeah, I've it's heard. sad. I don't think God's going to say that you had your life compartment. Mentalized of where you know religion had effect on some parts of your lives and not others. I mean, it's unbelievable. What I'm, some of the things you can I'm hear. with you. It ain't working. If it, Absolutely if, if, if with that's you. That's how your religion works. If it's a uh, yeah, it yeah. ain't working. It's broken. Read the platform before you vote for somebody. You better read, read the, the platform. platform. See what are you supporting? Is when it, you go is to it a, antithesis to what you say supposedly every Sunday that you believe in, then why are you voting for it? You know, I remember I wanted to go see a movie when I was about to sixth grade, and my dad said, this, I don't even remember what it was, but this, whatever he didn't support was not uh, something a Christian should be involved in. This is in the movie, and uh, you're not going. And I thought, well, you know I know better than that. He's, but my dad said, if you support it with your money. You'll get more you, of it. You're condoning it, and you will get more of it. So you're not condoning that type of behavior yes. by giving them your money for it. Well, and that was a life lesson for me in the sixth grade to hear that. It, it really is. And that's one of those things that if, if, if we pay people to do something, that makes us a financial participant. Yeah. All right. 717, we got to get a break in. Let's do that. I'll remind you about East End Towing. Uh, the way things are set up now around the uh, the city with all the construction that's going on. If you haven't gotten that, you know, a flat tire or something by now, you count <laughs> yourself really lucky. Uh, now that they're now working on 67 167, I've actually almost made it through a full year without a flat tire, which was really <laughs> difficult to do. Knock on linoleum okay as far as that's concerned but i'm hoping that i can continue that and i haven't picked up a rock on my windshield here lately either but east end towing if something happens with your car you got to pull off to the side maybe your car is overheating if it's overheating do not continue to drive it get on the side of the road and stop all you're going to do is whatever is going wrong you're going to make it worse so you want to get on the side and stop and then Get your phone, bring up uh, towing under your uh, your phone numbers, and punch it in and get 501-888-8849, East End Towing, and then they'll come out and take care of you because no matter the situation, East End Towing can handle it, and they've got the answers. I mean, these are the guys that belong to the Arkansas Tow and Recovery Board. They're licensed. They're insured. All their trucks are permitted, and the bottom line they're ready to help you. That's uh, 501-888-8849. 
All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. Good to have you along for the ride. High today, low 90s. It still feel like it's probably in the upper 90s. Just know that. And they're saying by Wednesday, we'll be messing with 100 degrees. And I, mm. I, I looked at my, my weather Saturday, and just remembering what I saw, I didn't see any rain in the forecast anytime soon. Do you guys see any rain? In your forecast? No, we had enough rain for... <laughs> well, yeah, in the first couple of months there. First couple of months, but uh, yeah, it's, it's that time in Arkansas. You better be careful and drink plenty of liquids and wear a hat. And uh, some of us aren't as young as we used to be. Let me tell you what. You know, I, I can, you know, let me just say I'm 69, and uh, I can't just sit out in the heat like I used to. I, I can't. It gets... Uh, I, I, it starts sucking out my life force, I guess. <laughs> I start feeling tired being out in the heat. I've inventory cars on a handheld computer for like the last 15 years standing out in a sunny parking lot among a bunch of 50 cars. And uh, I have to say, I can't do it the way I used to. I'm going to have to. I have to start taking breaks, and I may end up start putting them inside the inventory. You got to get one of those uh, those uh, safari hats that got the little yeah. the little fan in them. <laughs> get a solar panel <laughs> with a fan. <laughs> hey, yeah, that's why you can buy those. Hey, it's yeah. cool. It blows the air on top of your head. That helps. Huh. I, I forgot about those. I've got a friend at the American Legion that makes those with a uh, computer fan. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. He's kind of like a McIver guy. He's about, you know, he's he's about. I bet he's eighty years old. All he needs is a French Army knife. Huh? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he's been trying to power his house off of the, off of the twirly fans on top of the house. Yeah, he's got magnets on all of those and built generators on his twirly fans, and he's <laughs> trying to funny. power his house with the twirly fans on top. And he's built an electric truck, a totally electric truck. 15 years ago and oh, well. uh, he he's quite the inventor wow. yeah man that's cool wow. he's a local edison evidently oh he is wow. he, he his goal was be to have a hybrid 18 wheeler powered off of a fan in that uh in that uh spoiler that keeps the air from hitting the trailer right mm. so he was he's uh built some of those fans and he's wanting to build an 18 wheeler and he wanted to build an all-electric 18-wheeler, but uh, that'd be interesting. But anyway, he's he's getting older where he can't see as well as he used to. So mm-hmm. he got the truck built, and he's trying to power his house off of the twirly fans on top. But I don't think he's going to make it to the 18-wheeler project. All right. <laughs> well, that's all right. That's 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 a pretty good a, idea. I didn't think about those because sometimes on a kind of a windy and hot day those babies are flying oh yeah they can really turn and he's he's generating electricity with them he's not done enough to power his house yet but he does charge batteries and generate electricity with them he's he's just a very uh a veteran uh, and a very patriotic veteran i met when i ran for senate and uh, i'm a member of the sons of american legion so uh he's a great guy hi that's pretty interesting. Maybe I should have him on. Oh yeah, it would I'm be a good talk and to ask him his ideas. He's got some ideas. He wore, did he fight in World War Two? No, no, no. I think he's more the 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 Korean War, Korea, Vietnam, Vietnam. Vietnam. Okay, era. yeah. Not a lot of World War Two vets left. He married 
someone that served in the UK. His wife served in the UK military. Really? So while he was in UK, he met uh, his wife. Very interesting, very interesting couple, both of them. Mm. But she served in the armed forces in the UK. I don't have the story in front of me, but one of the heads of the military in the United Kingdom made the statement they're getting their troops up to snuff on uh, you know military movements and things of that nature training them because he believes that sooner than later they'll be in Ukraine fighting he said we must prepare to fight the Russians Mm. that was his exact words wow that's a bold statement yeah it is now it is it really is because nobody wants to admit that that might it might come down to that and by the way did you see who the number one uh, uh, user of russian oil is china china is exactly right they're getting they're getting a bargain now they're kind of being uh they're getting to be too close of friends now i mean look their friendship might be like what Hitler and Stalin had in World War before World War II really got underway. Of course, when Stalin figured decided that Hitler wasn't to be trusted, and Hitler attacked him with Barbarossa. Uh, at that point, uh, they turned their attention to defeating the uh, the Nazis. But when they invaded Poland. Uh, the Russians were all in on that because the Germans came from the West and the Russians came from the East. And the Polish military got stuck in the middle, and that was not the place you wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Poland always seems to be at the crossroads, don't they? <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's an area that uh, is it's a way of getting into main Europe, and that's the reason why. So it's... Uh, there's so many things that are going on over there right now that remind me of pre-World War II, hmm. you know, in the way that they're, they're fighting over there that worries me at times. You know, more than at times. It worries me all the time when I see the articles come out. Did you see where the, uh, this, the, uh, the Russians made sure that they cut off the supply line from the wheat fields of Ukraine to the ports? They're down, I guess that would be the Black Sea, maybe. I'm not sure. I don't have my, geo- uh, my geography going right now. Uh, so that they can get the wheat out. Because they don't want, of course, Ukraine to get the money from sale of wheat and stuff. But if they cut the wheat off, uh, that's about a quarter of the wheat that goes out over the world. It's going to cause some sh- gonna cause shortages. That uh, 25% of the wheat is, uh, that's, I mean, that's that's huge. Because a lot, of, a lot of times we we probably operate on what a, a two or three or four percent margin, and and so if you if you reduce the supply by even a little bit, you can really mess things up. Well, you know, United States used to be the wheat basket. Uh, it's not so anymore. We're more of um, corn, soybeans. and soybeans and rice. Got a lot of rice now. So that's going to be interesting to see how it all works out and see if out in Kansas and northern Texas and those areas uh, we see more wheat uh, perhaps planted this year than we have in the last few years. I mean, Kansas, you go out in Kansas at, uh, what, uh, August time, uh, you see those big combines out there 24-7 going, Mm -hmm. you know, nighttime, daytime. 
and uh, and harvesting the wheat. All right, we've got to get back to uh, Bill O'Reilly. He's coming up, and then we'll hear what he has to say, and then we'll come back, and we've got more to talk about and bring you up to date on about the news that happened over the weekend here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, don't forget, coming up at 9 o'clock, Ryan Norris from uh, AFP will be here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Let's uh, talk a little bit about health insurance and how to save some money on your health insurance. And when you want to save money, maybe 30 to 50%, that's where Pat Davis comes in. Pat has a different way of doing health insurance. He'll tell you it's a different way, but he'll also tell you it's a smart way and it's the way that will save you big bucks. How about it saves you 30 to 50%? How about that it keeps you from having to pay co-pays? How about it can it cuts down on the deductibles you got to pay so that uh, you really get to use your health insurance. You're not uh, you're not using the money out of your own pocket all the time trying to pay down your deductible so that your health insurance will actually kick in. I want you to talk to Pat, call him today. Talk to him at 501-605-6935. 501-605-6935. I've had Pat on my show numerous times. He has told you how this works. You give him a call. Typically, when I have him on, his phone gets just inundated. Inundate him today. Start saving money. Start saving it today. Visit him online. Yourhealthplanman.com. That's your healthplanman.com alright so uh, I mean he's just got a really good way of doing it there alright so tomorrow uh, the runoffs going on uh, you'll be going back to the polls in certain areas uh, if you're out towards the west there's going to be a big uh, election tomorrow between uh, Senator Bob Ballinger and former Senator Brian King. And and when you get into special elections, well, not special elections, that's a bad terminology. Runoff when elections. you get into runoff elections, uh, it comes down to how many people can Show you up. turn out. Right. You know, you got to turn out your voters to win. And this is a, this is a hard that's a hard district because I think the the population is so sparse it's really it's really dragged out it's really spread out so it's it's in the Harrison area it's um um I don't know what how far the district spans but it's I know where Bob Bob himself lives their family it's it's way out in the sticks and I know Harrison's not even very close to them, I don't think, and it's it's they they live out in the middle of nowhere and it's sparsely populated. I, I bet they're just burning up the miles on their vehicles. Oh yeah, I'm sure that that's the case. Talking to people, and knocking on doors, and and um, with his big family, though, he's got a lot of people to knock. Yeah, yeah, no, and, and his <laughs> wife and kids are helping, I think, and that's, and that's pretty cool. And so it's they're 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 getting a lot of people to, to um, out there, but it's 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 still it's I, I'm sure they're just. I mean, a lot of people have asked me about that race, and and the only thing that I'll say is I I think that, you know, Ballinger did well on RIFRA until the governor got involved and watered it down, and that he did well and has always done well. He has stood, uh, I think, solidly on the Second Amendment. Uh, You know, Brian has stood solidly on the Second Amendment as well. Uh, uh, As far as RIFRA, I'm not sure where he stands on that. I'm sure he would stand firmly for it. However, he did cast a vote that 
uh, irritated me uh, back several years ago when he was on committee and Alan Clark brought forth getting rid of uh, special elections, and he was the deciding vote to kill that piece of legislation. Right. Special elections, just a reminder, everybody, special elections are basically off-season elections, yes. for, for generally used for tax purposes. So they want to raise your taxes. So they know they can raise your taxes. And so what, what they'll do is a lot of times they will they will have the tax election at a kind of a bizarre time, and a lot of people don't know about it, and so very few people show up. And in many cases, the majority of the people who show up are the ones who actually want the tax. In many cases. And statistics say, just like you say, Paul, that it passes 87% of the time. Right. And so, so it, it, and well, let also, me just, let me just stop to say, let me turn back to RD. We had a special election on a bond issue in Cabot. How many people turned out for that vote? Uh, less than 2%. There you go. Less than 2%. People didn't even know it was happening. Hundreds of millions of dollars. And what it is, the bond was coming to an end. So what they always say, the bond is getting ready to come to an end. So they always come and say, hey, we need to – the rates are better now, so we need to reset this bond. And by the way, while the rates are so low, let's get another $100 million. And, and let's get a wave pool and, then, and, then and, they, and a, a better dog kennel to keep the stray dogs in. And they kind of and they kind of lie to you by saying that well we're not raising a tax we're just keeping the yeah, same. Yeah, they never well, you know, talk if, about if, that. If you're if you're about if you're like two we, two years away from paying off the mortgage on your house, and the mortgage company comes along and says oh by the way we're going to extend this another fifteen years, would you say that you're you're it went up, or, or what, what would you? How would Let you feel? Let me give you a good example of that. Yeah, that's a yeah, perfect How would you scenario. feel about Yesterday, that? my son was visiting to wish me a happy Father's Day, and we were talking, and it, it came out. He says, "I got a letter from the car company, and this time next year, my car will be paid off." Nice. And I said, "Well, how much is your car payment?" He goes, "About three hundred and twenty-five bucks." I said, "Have you started figuring out how you're going to spend that money yet?" <laughs> you know. And he says, "Yeah, but you know, he, he was talking to me uh, earlier and was a little down in the mouth, some negative things, you know, and things of that nature." I said, "Well, there's a positive. Mm-hmm. There's something yeah. you're working towards. Yeah, put that. Keep thinking hey. about that. Yeah. Hey, goals in life are long term. Things don't happen overnight, and a lot of times, kids." think that their parents got where they were at you know in two or three yeah, years i graduated from high school and i was doing a radio talk show no it didn't work that way yeah, i'm but sorry but, uh, uh, a lot of us got to where we are after some time and hard work and sweat and blood and that's the way bru- it always bruises works. and maybe a few broken bones yeah you get you get battered along the way but the bottom line is he got excited well just think of cabot didn't owe any money on bonds yeah, yeah and two percent yeah two percent of the people showed up. Now, people, is it fair to let 2% of a people in a town no. levy a tax that, that's on insane. 98%? That, that's insane. And it cost, you know, I don't know, around fifteen to $20,000 minimum to have, the to have the election so we can raise your taxes. People knows this not right. right. So you can't so call so a special election like you're talking about, and, and and only and mainly notify the people that are going to benefit from right. it. Right, and so they don't they don't they don't send us postcards or whatever else to tell us, hey, there's an election to raise your taxes. Well, I just know I know this much is that you know it's a nonpartisan race for the mayorship. Is it not in Cabot? No, no, I think it's partisan. 
Okay, and the mayor ran. Did he run as a as a Republican? Yeah, he's a member of the committee. He shows up. He shows up to the committee meetings. Uh, he sure yeah. ain't a Republican in my book. Well, yeah, it depends on what your definition of conservative is. There's, <laughs> you know, we can go back to Bill Clinton on this. We can go back to Bill my, Clinton on there's this. There's my one. there's my definition. <laughs> conservative. I got it right uh, here. I got the Republican pack. Yeah, low so, taxes. And so there's, yeah. we've got so many Republicans out there that. that the Lower taxes to produce economic growth. Oh, oh uh, where does that come from? <laughs> All right. And, and so there's, there's so many out there that they want to grow government. Now, some of them, they, they want to grow government without raising taxes, but they still want to grow government. They, they still want more government in your lives, in our lives. And they Does anybody remember the wholesale gas tax right now where you're paying $5 That's at the pump? Does any, what I can't believe is the short memory of voters. But that's one thing that politicians rely on. How about that half cent tax that you passed into the uh, the Constitution on of Arkansas on everything? And the, the person that put it in said, "We're going to sunset this tax to just do some specific things, and then it run it, it's going to run out. It had a sunset date; it runs out. But they come in and say, oh, this is not a new tax.' All right, just so makes it goes right back to your house. This is yeah. this is a, this is." Is it, we're just we're just going to extend your house payment another for the rest of your life indefinitely. All right. indefinitely. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> we're not going to raise your price on your house. You take a look at uh, the, how much money you're paying on your land. You know, you never own your land. Oh, right. Yeah, that's, a, that's <laughs> the government a, owns owns your property. There's no doubt about that. All right. There's another special election coming up. This one's a big one up by Batesville, and that's between uh, Sturch and. John Payton, the, run, the runoff there. From yeah, and now I, Payton had more votes than Sturch in the regular election, but he didn't have fifty percent because there were I three people running. I didn't know that. Three people running. Three people running. Well, I tell you what, I think we can all verify for John Payton. He fought hard for the people of Arkansas to uh, abolish the used car tax. That's exactly right. And he wanted it, when he couldn't get the used car tax abolished, he tried to raise it to where it's double. I think it was twenty five hundred dollars. Can you still buy a good used car for a college student for twenty five? So I think hundred dollars. I, I think it did they did they bump it up to seventy five hundred or something? Oh, like that? It's, I can't remember. I, it's a, it's a rolling number now. They come up with something that's that's going to roll over the next five years to give people relief over the next five years. Now, let's talk about a couple other things here in just a moment. We'll look more uh, in depth at this uh, race, and I'm kind of stunned. And I have this has been brought up to me by other uh, conservative Republicans as well of the people who are throwing their weight behind Sturch at this time and I'll bring that up to you when we get back here on the Dave Ellswick show. We got 14 minutes until uh, 8 o'clock let's find out what's up with the travelers. All right, back with you let's go back and talk a little further about this Sturch uh, you know re-election bid basically he's in a runoff today and uh, you had some uh, some things Tomorrow. about about his uh, opponent. And what uh, what do we have there? Uh, John Payton uh, was a co-sponsor to the heartbeat bill okay. to, to protect uh, protect unborn children, and we've already talked about that. Uh, uh, John Payton uh, supported uh, you know abolishing the used car tax, and then you know doubling the amount you could buy 
for a used car, raising the amount they ended up getting. He fought that battle for the last eight years. Yeah, he's been. He's fought that battle. So he's consistently voted for less taxes and a smaller scope of government and uh, and protecting unborn children. And no matter. He voted against CRT. Yeah, he voted against CRT. So he voted to keep the federal government and their indoctrination system out of our public schools. And he's the only one in that race that voted against uh, putting CRT in a public school. So Sturch voted for CRT. So, uh, so John Payton has been consistent to represent the people in his district and, and thought for for himself and the people in his district, and not went with the cronyism at the state capitol. Yeah, and let's run it back a, a few years ago uh, when Sturch wasn't state senator, but he was a state a state representative, and uh, when the special election uh, legislation came up on vote. Uh, he suddenly says he got a phone call that he absolutely had to take and left the floor so that he didn't cast a vote that would have been instrumental in uh, stopping special elections at that time as well. So I, I think Sturge has proven himself not to be a conservative, no matter what Leslie Rutledge says. I mean, Leslie saying that John Sturch is a is a conservative Republican is uh, is ridiculous. I, I think we can all say that without any problem whatsoever. And uh, she was up, uh, uh, you know, beating uh, the bushes for him. Uh, what over the la- over the weekend was it, was that uh, those pictures that it, we saw? It was last. It was last week. Last week, okay. So uh, and and um, former Governor uh, Huckabee. Has gone up and given twenty nine hundred dollars towards his campaign. Are you serious? Yeah, cut. cut, Are you serious? Did uh, did voice work for him on on some uh, some um, ads? Now, from what I understand, that the reason that he has thrown his weight behind Sturch is because when Sturch was a lot younger, he went out and knocked doors for the former governor. Uh, you know, here in in the race for governor. But my my point on that is a simple one. That was a long time ago, Governor, mm-hmm. 20 years ago. Some specific bills I pulled up here. He voted multiple times who, for the who, gas tax. Who voted? I'm sorry. Sturge. Sturge. Okay. Yeah, James, Senator James Sturge, let me be clear, voted multiple times for gas tax increases, which was Senate Bill 336, House Bill 1726 in 2017. He voted for a $300 million tax increase, uh, uh, you know, House Bill 2018 of 2019. So uh, uh, he voted for the increased fees for cell phones, increased fees for cell phones. So uh, he voted for a new internet tax. Senate Bill 576. We all remember that one, don't we? Was that the one where they they were trading some taxes around and, and they they that was a download, wasn't it? Oh, the download tax. Uh, Senate Bill 576. It was a new internet tax. That's I believe a download. It was. That was a download no, bill. That was, yeah. That's created a lot of money. That was part of the trade off, I believe, on the veterans. That's deal. right. Which that was why, a veterans. Why deal. I was against it. So it's okay for conservatives to raise taxes as long as you cut 10% somewhere else. So how long did they fight to get the veterans uh, retirement untaxed in the state of Arkansas? That's a bill. How long did it, that it fight on, go? It went on for a long time, but uh, 
when they finally decided to do it, uh, I had people on from both sides, and even my fellow veterans, they came on and were saying it was a good thing when I brought up how about all the taxes being brought up, like on ice cream and some of the other things that were brought up. They didn't want to talk about that. Well, it, That's that whole revenue-neutral crap. That it they wasn't revenue-neutral. They but replaced it, one tax with four yeah, tax. Well, I didn't, well, but, uh, but they thought that they would they would return the revenue that the, that the veterans were paying off of their um, well, and veterans' and it, pay they were getting yeah. from retirement. But, but, Paul, but they never – they had no idea – how much money they were going to make on that download, and that I, was a windfall. I bet they did know it was coming. I <laughs> bet they. Ha- I bet they strongly suspected the download tax was going to increase. Well, by it was leaps a windfall, right? No, I, I bet you that download tax at the time was probably not collecting very much money, but they could probably kind of foresee. You know, this is going to be a big thing here in the next few years, and so I, I bet you it, it's it's gone up eight or tenfold. It wouldn't surprise me. Uh, I'll be honest. I don't want a tax cut at the expense of my fellow citizen. I just don't want that. Let's just cut the tax and be done with cut it. Cut the tax, yeah. I, I, you don't have to cut the tax and then raise taxes on somebody else. Just cut it. But the government's that's, way but too what big. you got to do for when you do revenue neutral. Yeah. And, yeah, so, okay, we're going we're gonna to stop, stop beating Johnny that's what over they here call on the head. Well, that's, like, that's just like saying reform. Revenue neutral, it means you're about to be robbed again. Just somewhere uh, else. Yeah, they're yeah, going to the, put yeah. some money in your right pocket as they take a bunch of money out of your left pocket. That's just like the word reform. When they say we're reforming something, well, you better fasten your seatbelt. So, so they're, they're, they're going to, they're gonna, <laughs> instead of beating you on your on your left hip, they're going to beat you on your right hip, right? So Sturch voted against an unemployment tax cut uh, for small businesses, House Bill, for, uh, for, House Bill 1405 in 2017, and he voted against the banning of critical race theory. That was Senate Bill 627 that you were talking yep. about. That was as a senator in 2021. Yep. Two years ago. He's voted against school choice. Basically. For Senate Bill six uh Senate Bill six eighty school choice. So you can tell who he's voting with by that record. Right Let there. me just say if if Leslie is saying a conservative Republican because he's a Republican, you cannot use those two wor- words synonymously. They are they can be completely different. Uh, you can be a, a conservative that votes uh, a Republican. Uh, you can, I don't think you can be a conservative and vote Democrat, for sure. But you can be a Republican and vote basically Democrat-like. Sure. It depends on what your definition is. Yeah. Just because you support uh, one thing doesn't doesn't mean we have a lot of social conservative in Arkansas, and we are glad that we have them. But when it comes to fiscal, whenever it comes to taxes, and when and when well, Arkansas it comes to the size of government, when sure. it comes to the size and over and taking government out of our schools. As indoctrination out of our school, well, so right. It's just, it's the, you know, so we've got we've got some Republicans that are very strong on abortion and and maybe uh, kind of strong on gun rights, but then it comes to just growing government in, in the in the business sector or whatever else. They're, they're they're just socialists almost. Yeah, they're they're not crony capitalists. Hardcore Democrats, that's or uh, Republicans. And smaller right. government and less taxes and more freedom. They want more government. We're ready for it. So I'll keep my fingers crossed for uh, Peyton. 
hope that he wins. It's going to depend on who turns out to vote. If uh, you're voting in that area, we hope that you will vote for John Payton up there in the Batesville area. And then out towards the west, you got two good conservatives. But just on one vote alone, I would have to go with Bob Ballinger, just so everybody knows. That, that vote against special elections, not a good vote uh, for uh, 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 Brian King. Yeah, Brian King. Thank you very much bringing that. Paul, thanks for coming in. Yes, sir. And thank you, uh, R.D., for coming in as well. Good to have you both here. We'll uh, reconvene in a week from now here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Nine o'clock. Don't forget, Ryan Norris is here from uh, uh, Arkansas's AFP chapter. Nine o'clock hour of the Dave Ellswick Show, and uh, we get into an in-depth interview with our guests during the nine o'clock hour. And today, Ryan Norris joins me from Americans for Prosperity, the Arkansas chapter. It's good to see him here in the studio again. And Ryan, thanks for coming by. And let's just start off with a general question. Uh, What's the health of AFP in Arkansas? We are growing. We uh, have... uh have been adding positions and expanding into the corners of the state. Um, we currently have uh, a deputy state director now, which wow. is Jason McGee, uh, who is a great addition to our team, and uh, sharing the workload with me and getting a lot accomplished. Uh, the goal of AFP is to be the the premier grassroots organization to where if you want to get something done as a citizen, we're your ally in that. And Jason has that heart of service that comes from working with constituents uh, from uh, uh, Congressman Westerman's district, where right. he came to us from. J- uh, J.D. was uh, his state director for the state of Arkansas. So uh, lots of great knowledge that J.D. has and relationships that he has. But again, just great to have a battle buddy with me who's out there help, trying to help the people of Arkansas in the areas of economics, education, uh, in health care, and various other issue buckets that we cover. Well, let me go back some years because I've been with AFP and worked with AFP since AFP came to Arkansas. I mean, Teresa Oakey was mm-hmm. the head of the uh, uh, the organization when it first got started. What year was that? Do you remember? It was around 2009. I was it? Okay. And then after her, there was uh, Jason Klein, mm-hmm. then David Ray. Yep. And then now it's you. And now it's me. And I'm coming up in October, I will have been with the organization five years. You're kidding me. Five, five years. years already? Five years already. I was going to say three. Yeah. 
time flies when you're having fun. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> well, and and how has it changed? How has Americans for Prosperity? Do you feel has changed from its first iteration to where it's at now? Um, I would say that uh, we now have more options that we look at on the table when it comes to advancing liberty-minded policies and trying to find the common ground that exists among the citizens. I don't know if you know this, Dave, but not everything that happens in government is necessarily sanctioned, mandated by the people. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so AFP's Sadly role, but true. AFP's role has been to give voice to those that are the voiceless. Uh, many times when you talk to an elected official, they'll say, well, my constituents say, and usually the constituents they're talking about are you know, the leaders of community, business, education, you know, their community leaders uh, who they have access to all the time. But I always ask them, no, think of lower down to the voter that helped get you into office. Have you talked to them? Because we've been talking to them. Right. And this is what they say that they need. Uh, AFP is very focused on bottom-up solutions, though we uh, are in 35 states and have a 50-state strategy. Uh, we... We do not have top-down approaches to saying, hey, Ryan, here's, here's what AFP needs to be working on. No, that is completely organic within the state to where we, we look at the problems our state has. And, again, I hit the top ones right there with economic opportunity, education, and health care. And we try to find free market approaches that give people more say in those things that affect their daily life all right that's good that's exactly what it should be like and then what i like what you've done over the the five years now that you've been uh leading the charge at afp is this kind of cross-sectionality uh that you've brought to the program whereas you know you look at a group that typically you would say they support leftist type of programs they might you might be able to find common ground in certain issues mm-hmm. with them, and you're willing to go out and and plow that yes. area. Yeah, I mean, we are a nonpartisan, nonprofit public policy organization, and we do have principles that are very much founded in what we believe to be the founding principles of our country that had strong belief in the individual's ability to affect their life in a positive way should that be the what they choose so how do we get the barriers out of the way and that that keep them from being able to do that particularly for afp in the area of government uh and then along the way how do we help them with the internal barriers that some people have you know and that's more of a function of community and there are community organizations that can help with that but in the area of government you know when we look and and find uh situations where people aren't able to maximize their full potential we step in on that and we try to help out you know we worked uh last year uh senator hammer had a bill that along with representative uh, johnson that was about nurse practitioner expansion right and nurse practitioners can provide health care at a lower cost particularly in rural communities they can get in there at a lower cost which arkansas needs more health care in rural communities and so we helped uh, try to push that that through with the arkansas nursing association uh, because they have the skill set they have the desire to be out there but what was lacking is that they were having to pay uh, contract fees to doctors to oversight like three charts 
per quarter, which really isn't oversight or supervision at all. They know how to do their jobs, and this would free them up to maybe get into those areas at a lower cost with lower overhead than a doctor would. Well, because a lot of those nurse practitioners might want to open an emergency clinic. Yes, Yes, in maybe their hometown in a rural area that they really care about. So this would allow them to actually, as we talk about self-actualization, the ability of maximizing your freedom to whatever your end goal is, some of them are now going to be able to open up those clinics uh, in places that they've desired to be. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. That's freedom. You know, a lot of times we focus in so much on the national, you know, the top-tier national issues of freedom, you know, of course, speech, we're absolutists on free speech. Uh, you know, there's Second Amendment issues. We don't normally work on those, but there are instances where that might be something we could work on. Um, and then, um, you know, even like um, your taxation, those are all big ones that everybody can see in the macro, but you don't understand the small little things that that government particularly bureaucracy and government agencies come up with right that erodes your freedom to choose i mean our health care is limited based on choices our state government has made you can't just get the health care you need or want you have to get the health care that the government says is sanctioned for you to to receive it's kind of like the uh the old uh, Henry Ford, uh, you know, story of you can have the car in any color you want as long as it's black. That's right. And so what we want to do is free up to where you can receive the health care you need at the when you need it at the cost and the price that you you can afford. And there are ways of making that happen. Um, we were just up on the Hill, uh, J.D. McGee and I, meeting with our congressman and, and Senator Bozeman, talking about how can we come up with ways that allow health care to be more free market, more uh, responsive to the needs of the community and not just the needs of, of interests that make money off of it. You know, so did you come up with any ideas? Uh, yeah, there are some some bills that we're looking at that would allow greater freedom for seniors to spend their their dollars in ways that they need, rather than saying, "Here's the list of things you can spend it on." Right. Uh, there's also a personal the personal option that we're pushing, where you get again health care plans that fit your budget. There's there's people have different needs. We need more options now. The options have been kind of collapsed due to the. Uh, Affordable Care Act. Yeah, because government's taken over. Yes, and so they're going to look at cost cutting. They're going to look at all these kind of things that they say make sense, but but it's an area that did not ever affect the supply side. It was all insurance based, and since those costs are going up, up, up for the for the cost of health care, of course the premiums are going to have to go up. Of course the yeah. you know, whatever it's going to take from government to fill that gap. So we want to look at the things that are barriers to people getting health care in flexible ways that are free market approaches. All right. Let's get our first break in. Then we'll come back, talk further with Ryan. we got a lot of area that we want to cover. We probably won't get to all of it, but we're going to try on the Dave Ellswick Show right here at 101.1 FM. The answer. Let's get back to it. Ryan Norris is here. He is the uh, head honcho of Americans for <laughs> Prosperity here in Arkansas. Let's uh, let's go to believe in Arkansas. That's something that uh, I became aware of earlier this year. Why don't you bring us up to date on it and how it's uh, affecting people 
who want to get involved with AFP? Yeah, so simply put, again, we go back to the founding, you know, our, to, to our, our founding document, Declaration of Independence, that had a very strong uh, belief that people were capable of free people are capable of doing extraordinary things, yep. which you'll hear often on our podcast uh, that we do. Um, you can find the podcast, Believe in Arkansas, on Spotify, uh, iHeart, uh, all of your main streaming services. We're there, and you can listen to conversations we've had on economics or on health care or a lot on education reforms, uh, the ability of the people to have, to, to have more choices in their life that they can make and having less choices being made for them because, Dave, you know, I believe that you can maximize your freedom. Well, in you way. believe in the individual. Yes, we believe in the individual. And I'm really skeptical of those who are saying, well, you know, people just need to be managed. That's not our perspective at all. That's not. People are not problems to be managed. They are people to be given a vision of an alternative future and then f- allow them to figure out how to get there. Because when they have that hunger in their heart that they feel that they can make something happen for their life, they take it, Dave. Yeah. They take it. But what usually happens is their hope in the future is eroded when they hit barrier after barrier after barrier. Try to talk to someone trying to start a small business and doesn't even know what thread to start pulling on in government to get, you know, their business up and running or to get financing for their business or, you know, and all these different little things that have barriers, some, many of them government-based barriers. So again, AFP believes in the individual and wants to help remove the barriers that keeps you from achieving your full potential. That's the way that our society was envisioned to be, that you took care of you, I took care of me, but guess what? And there's also a component in there to where along the way, you and I help each other out. We create mutual benefit for one another. And uh, that has been eroded away, I think. Um, well, that's called free enterprise. Yes, free free enterprise. So believe uh, if you go to believeinar.com, that's our landing page, and you can uh, see a short video on kind of the perspectives we have in the areas of economic opportunity, uh, education, health care, and even justice reforms. Kind of, uh, you also have um, some Facebook lives that are associated in there to where you can click and learn some more. You know, we've had Jonathan Williams, who's the chief economist uh, for the American Legislative Exchange Council, on. Dr. Jeremy Horpdahl is a, is often on our on our little podcast. One of my men. He's great. Uh, Adam Millsap, he's a senior senior fellow of Economic Opportunity uh, with Americans for Prosperity. And we're talking tax and spending spending um, constraints on government because. You know, there's the tax side conversation, and that's always fun, and a lot of, you know, we talk about that a lot. But when you start getting a politician to talk about constraints on government, you know you've got somebody that's very much thinking about your freedom. Because at any time, government can decide to reach back into your pocket. But when you set up constraints and says, you can spend this and no more, so figure out, just like I have to figure out at my kitchen table, you know, particularly with inflation being what it is, uh, how to fit government within the size of that budget all right so in in the five years now that you've been here Mm -hmm. have you been seeing a propensity of uh, the of the republicans because democrats don't do this but the republicans to start cutting spending um 
There are some bills that have been put out. Uh, Representative David Ray put two out last year that would have put greater constraints on on the government spending. There is the red tape reduction uh, pro project that would limit red tape for business and for individuals who want to start business. Have we seen that maximized? I'm not 100% convinced yet. Um, Representative Ray's bills didn't get out of committee. Uh, they are in an interim study. But Well, that's where bills go to die, you know. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> so I think that if the people, you know, pushing on economics and, and income tax reduction is great, and we need to do that, but to get the full benefit of that, we need to also reduce the spending and the size of our government. Government is designed for two things, keep us safe and protect our rights. And when it starts stepping outside the scope of that, then that's where all your costs start piling up on uh -huh. you. Um, you know, I'm, I'm loath to sit back and think of all the the agencies and things that are quantifying, you know, economics here and who's getting in the market here and who's getting there. There's many unnecessary pieces of government, Dave, as you well know. So the questions that I often have for candidates and legislators is what what freedom are you giving back to the people to decide? You know, for, for ourselves, we have dozens, for example, of occupational licensing that are fee-only licenses. No one ch tests you. There's no real criteria for passing it. You pay a fee, you get the license, you move on. Why is government even doing Where's that? Where's that money going? Yeah, I mean, and for what? Usually, general funds, or just to keep the the little the light bulb going in the office that covers that. So, um, you know, this has been pointed out by Arkansas Center for Research and Economics about these kinds of of occupational licenses, where you have to get the permission of government to have a livelihood. And, you know, if there's an issue of real, true public safety, then let's talk about what that really is and how government's really trying to keep us safe. But if it's just an issue of we want to be able to bean count everybody that's trying to do economics in our state and, and, and work in occupations, then that's another conversation completely. Um, so uh, to, to go back to your point, I would like to see more done in restraining the ability of government to reach into your pocket. All right, so with with that thought, let me ask you, where does AFP stand on, for better terminology, I'll just use what I always use, uh, the rainy day fund that we have built over a billion dollars worth yeah. now? Yeah, that rainy day, day fund uh, is actually something that may need some more restraints to it, higher thresholds for being able to get into it, and a very clear definition of what uh, a catastrophic event is that requires us to dip into it. Uh, right now, it can pretty much be a slush fund for all kinds of different projects. Well, we've heard a lot of different projects. Yes, and that's why there are uh, – our economic uh, restraints or, or spending restraints that could be put on government that would say, you guys don't get to say where it goes. We pass a bill that says if you have X amount of dollars over what you need, then that either goes directly to the people back as tax cuts or refunds, or you propose what the people need to spend that on, you think, and that the people vote on it. You know, So if it's over X amount of millions of dollars or something along those lines, there's all kinds of ways of structuring that. But that would at least give the people the ability to either get, you know, re keep reducing down that income tax or 
to have direct refunds if it's one-time kind of monies that they could get back in into their family budget. Right. And then the other piece is that if you think we needed greater investments in education's roads or whatever, and you want to put that money towards it, let the people vote on it. Uh, give us more say over that pocketbook. Because we talk about the purse, power of the purse being up there under the dome, but there's a lot of interests who want to influence the people who have the purse. We need greater constraints. You know, we have, um, we now have within our Constitution a permanent tax for roads in our Constitution, but we have no permanent protections for taxpayers in our Constitution. Permanent tax, but no permanent protections for the people of Arkansas. We have the Revenue Stabilization Act, but it's just an act. It doesn't, it can be changed at any time. Right. And uh, so that puts us in a good space by which we could build off that foundation. But really, there are no pro- constitutional protections on the government's ability to reach into our pockets whenever they want. So you haven't heard anything that, and we're down to one minute here, maybe I'll put out the question, give you the rest of that time that we take a break so you can think about this. You haven't, you haven't heard from uh, the legislators yet for what you think that money should be spent for. I mean, I've heard as much as, you know, hardening schools to uh, Mm -hmm. working on the roads to all kinds of different things that are out there. Of course, when they start talking about roads, I wonder if they want to pave them in gold or what. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, let me get you to talk about that when we come back. We've got local news that we've got to catch up with and do that. Then uh, Ryan Norris is going to be with us from AFP. What's the the website again? Believeinar.com. You want to go there. You can be part of this solution and not the problem by going there and, and joining up and uh, and educating yourself, as I like to say. All right, news, and then we're back. All right, welcome back. Dave Ellswick Show, 101.1 FM, The uh, Answer. We're I think we spend more time talking about local issues than any other radio station in the state, to be honest with you. And today I've got uh, Ryan Norris on from Americans for Prosperity, Arkansas chapter. And uh, we want to remind you, and we'll give you that address here in a moment again, of how you can get involved with them and make an impact on your state. But, uh, Ryan, I left you with a question, and that was there's been a, you know, I haven't heard anything from the governor lately, but he had said that he wanted to have a special session. Mm -hmm. Perhaps he's laying off of that. I don't know. We'll find out. I'm sure here going into July, because it was July, early August he was talking about. But uh, I had Senator Clark on uh, last Thursday and asked him about uh, the extra money that we have in the in the rainy day fund, we got over a billion dollars, and what he thought should be used because a lot of people have ideas. And he said, until we find out what's going to happen with all this inflation and mm-hmm. is it going to bring on a recession, that we should sit on it and wait to see what happens. Yeah, I, I think that that is a wise approach for the majority of the dollars. I really do. Uh, but if we're Arkansas by most economist judgment, we actually have more money than we need in that fund. But let's keep keep that fund pat 
for the right. rainy day because it is looking like we're going to have a rainy day. Stock market's having having problems. Um, we're seeing, again, not quite as much hiring as we would like to see uh, happening. Uh, people's budgets, because of inflation, we're getting less goods for more dollars, and that's not a good sign. So setting a chunk of that aside as the rainy day fund, putting protections in place to make sure you can't just dip into it whenever, but there's specific targets uh, or specific criteria for accessing those dollars. And then talk about ramping up. Another uh, idea that I've heard is ramping up the tax deductions that have already been passed, that we're going to walk these down over time. So go ahead and see if we can get a little further down the way. So this would situate the state that with there's an economic downturn that we would have money in the savings account to take care of whatever the main expenses of government would be, but then would also help the people by putting a little more money in their pocket sooner. Okay. That's fair enough. I like those ideas. Yeah, that's fair enough. All right, let's move into uh, let's talk economics. Um, everybody I've talked to, elected officials that have been on, and three last week we had uh, Senator Hammer, we had State Representative Wing, we had uh, Senator uh, Clark on uh, as well. All said that uh, that the uh, the Sanders folks have been in touch with them. And I think it's pretty much a foregone conclusion. That's never a good thing in politics, but I don't see anything that doesn't say that Sarah's not going to win uh, over uh, her opponent on the Democrat side. So I, I assume she's going to be the new uh, mm-hmm. uh, governor. Uh, but her people, her team, have been talking to the Republican caucus and a lot of the things that I'm hearing is is very uh, positive. And as far as the economy goes, one of the things that I think is positive is trying to more quickly get rid of the um, personal income tax mm-hmm. than I've heard other people talk about. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, in economics, that's always a, a great place uh, to start is – you tax the things that you want to disincentivize, right? Yep. And so you have uh, you know you tax, tax the thing you want less of, and income tax. That's what Art Laffer says. Yeah, and that's that right there. If we can bring that tax down, we can become competitive. People actually look at the in the individual income tax uh, to, when they're deciding where they want to live. Uh, we even we understand this because we've actually passed laws in the state of Arkansas, and there's a, there's more to unpack about this particular point that I'm about to make or uh, reference I'm about to make to where we we took out and zeroed out the state income tax on military retirement. Yeah. Now what you have to watch out for is where are they going to try to pick up that uh, that extra revenue? Yeah. Would they talk about it being revenue neutral? Right. Be on your lookout. Right. But overall, what you want to do is you want to have an economy or a government that does not outpace the growth of its own economy. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've seen, you know, year over year increases in in uh, state government that in state government spending revenue collections that definitely show that the people are owed the money that's being collected and getting that back. How do, how do we get beyond that? Because. Look, I'm a Republican. I don't make that. Uh, I, I don't make any any. I'm not going to sit here and say I'm sorry that I'm a Republican, because I I firmly believe in the planks of the platform. 
uh, and over the planks of the platform of Democrats. But we let me just read one of them. And it says individual freedom and liberty uh, secured by a limited Mm -hmm. government. How can we say that when, in fact, we keep raising the amount of money as a as a as a party that we're passing yeah yeah well there there's the monetary side of things if someone can uh reach into your pocket whenever they want you need to highly protect yourself against that again i go back to the idea that we have within our state constitution a permanent tax sales tax but no permanent protections for taxpayers maybe that's where we need to start pushing dave is getting a a amendment to the constitution of our state that actually says government can go this far but no more something tells me you've been talking to legislators about that we this has been something afb has been talking about for years how do we restrain the spending on government and the revenue stabilization act doesn't restrain spending it just says if you collect too little you have to draw a line and you can't you got to figure out which gets the money and which which program doesn't. Yes, and so that's not really a spending restraint uh, because if there's if, if they also have the ability to figure out how they want to come back for that that difference. That's right. So, so yes, that is a space. But also, I look at the economy and all of the ways that government says you can do this, but you can't do that, and it's usually not based on freedom. It's based on protectionism, protecting market shares for individuals who mm-hmm. have access to the people that make the decisions. Now, it all sounds good, but when they say this is the type of services you can have, but you can't have any more, this is the models of education you can have, but you can't have more, that's not freedom. That's government telling you what to do. So look not just at, at the pocketbook, but look at how you can educate your kids, how you can access health care. Look at those areas as well, and AFP is doing doing that when you go to believe in in ar.com you can see some of the things that we're putting out there this isn't exhaustive by any means but some of the ideas that we have on how to give you greater choices over the major decisions in your life and more and more people are 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 seeing that wow i didn't realize that government had so much control and power over me but try to build a house wherever you want to build a house dave you can't do it uh in fact uh, just the other day on npr i do listen to npr i uh, gotta know what everybody's saying uh the national association of home builders said that a house 25 percent of the cost of a home is just in regulations just in regulations no extra square footage no extra amenities but that you paid went to just taking care of government bureaucracy. That's limitations on freedom. Well, yeah, you know, and so and that's a, that's a, that sucks off of your available income that you can use on your home. Right, right. And right now, when affordable housing is a big issue, maybe looking into some of those areas of affordable housing. What type of regulations exist that actually don't add to the safety? but just add to the bureaucracy. Uh, so I'm hoping that the red tape reduction um, working group will really lean into that. And I know they're looking through occupational licensings and all of those kind of things. But let's really ask that question. Does it keep us safe or does it give us the uh, illusion of safety? Because government doesn't ever, ever catch the people that they always point to as the examples as to why they need the licensing. Mm-hmm. They get them after the fact. But it's always the consumer who knows 
who's the good actor and who's the bad actor. And uh, that's now with social media being shared out more than ever. Uh, my little community group on Facebook is where I go to when I need to find an electrician, a plumber, HVAC, you know, et cetera. I don't call up the government bureaucracy that gives out those licenses and ask who's your best, you know, who's your best people. So all kinds of ways that our freedoms have been restricted. When you look at our founding till now, our ancestors would be rolling in their graves because we, it's been argued, have fewer rights in our current democracy than our ancestors had under King George III. Well, you know what? I would agree with that. You know, And you see what they did to get their freedom back. And I'm mm-hmm. not, of course, advocating that. I'm just saying that there is a political solution now. Uh, but you have to get engaged. You have to understand how government works. You have to get trained. And AFP can do that. Uh, we have an education and training group that is happy to meet with anyone, anytime, talk about how you can become a citizen lobbyist for the issues you care about. Uh, come work with AFP and, and access the resources that we have. We have opportunities for nearly just about anybody uh, for anything that they're really, really interested in. If you are freedom-loving people and you want to make an impact on government, come work alongside us. We want to work alongside you. Um, again, I go back to the point. We're bottom-up solutions. If there's things that you're seeing that are that you believe Arkansas needs to change, come talk to me. All right. Now, I'm going to I'm going to warn you right now that if you want to be a uh, a willing participant with AFP, that doesn't mean that you get to sit at home and say to AFP, "Okay, get it done." Right. That's not the way it works. Right. Right. We're we're not going to be the cavalry for you, but man, we will give you the horse <laughs> and the saber, and we will we will help help ride with you to in, increase your liberty for you and your families. That's what we look at. We are citizen based lobbyists. We want the people to have the voice and. Uh, that's we lobby for ideas and for freedom, liberty, and free markets. We don't lobby for individual for, for special interests. All right. So, what's the address again? Uh, so, believeinar.com is a way that you can sign up and uh, get connected with us. You can go to the Arkansas Americans for Prosperity Facebook page and just type that in. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter as well. Find us Americans for Prosperity Arkansas. Uh, then you can also go to infoar at afphq.org and email me directly uh, to get in contact with us. But if you're frustrated with government, you don't feel your voice is being heard, connect with us. Let's talk and see how we can get you plugged in and uh, and lift all our Kansans through this very liberty-minded policies that we want to see passed. All right. Let's get back uh, with Ryan after our final break, and we'll um, move our subject matter to one of my favorite subjects, and that is freedom and education. We'll talk about that next on the Dave Ellswick Show. Back, Dave Ellswick Show, and uh, I'm really excited. Ryan Norris is sitting here. Ryan and I see eye to eye on just about everything, just True. to be honest. We really do. Even movies. Yeah, even movies. And music, definitely music. You, you get excited. You just hear we're going to do Wizard of Oz next, next month for everybody. You got kids? You got young kids? Never seen the Wizard of Oz on the big screen? This is going to be your opportunity to do it again, second Tuesday of July. We do that because... You know, August is when they go back to school. We try to do that just before they go back to school. So I can give you the opportunity to, to do that. Speaking of school, 
that's where we're going now. We're going to talk about education. Uh, I, I've spoken about this each time when we've had uh, our elected officials on because I'm a school choice advocate. I'm a huge school choice advocate. I was one of those guys that got behind uh, you know, Bruce Westerman when he was a state representative and pushed hard when he started talking about something that nobody was even considering, and that was the money should follow the student. Uh, parents should be able to take whatever the, the, the state government spends on a student and have uh, some kind of a way of, I go, I go to, I want to go to this school. And I, I go over and that money finds its way to that school. I think that's the way education should be. I think that it causes competition. I think when you have competition, you get better schools. Because right now what we got ain't competition. I'm just going to tell you that right now. So with that all in mind, uh, I've heard, uh, Ryan, I'm just telling you that uh, uh, many of the Republicans I've spoken with have said that, the again, the team from uh, uh, Sarah Sanders has said that they have met with them, mm-hmm. talked with them, and the money following the student seems to be their preferable way of doing school choice. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean that's kind of, that's the ideal. The ideal is where uh, you have the parents able to take their their student, be it public school, private school, uh, home school, and have those dollars track. Education is a very personal thing. There's a foundation though that we all can agree on. Our kids need to know how to read, write, do some basic mathematics, and uh, those kind of things. And and because of the experience the input of government in education, some of it's changed to where parents don't agree with it. They want to have other models. They want to find better ways of educating their children or find ways to where they can educate their children in an environment that's more in line with their values. And there's nothing wrong with that. We, as a free people, need to allow free people to exercise their freedom. Uh, we already do this in Pell Grants to where you get government money and you can take it to a private school if you wanted to. Or with you know other kinds of, of government uh, dollars like food assistance. You can spend it in any grocery store you want. Uh, or any any fast food place. I mean, yeah. take it to Pizza Hut. You want a pizza? Get a pizza. Yeah. And so, uh, part of part of the of this is just you know we we have education outcomes that we're not happy with in the state of Arkansas, and we have a factory model of education with an agrarian calendar. It's over a hundred plus years old in its styling and it needs to be more flexible for the current time. So there's all kinds of things that are going on uh, around education. We are sponsoring a project through the Rockefeller Institute uh, to bring together stakeholders from across the state. Every view on education is represented there just about. And to find the largest uh, consensus of policy that we can and advance together as consensus, not giving up on our principles and our ideals for education, but to at least find something that we can advance. And I sit in on the customizable education model, which follows what you're talking about, Mm -hmm. the dollars following the kid. But it's even just more than that. We need to allow our public school children, if they decide to stay in public school, to go to the public school of their choice. Oh, yeah. I have no problem with that. Right now, they're restricted to their residential assignment, where where they live. And many times, the cost of living in the better school district is too much for that 
that student's parents to to afford and we should allow that student to go to that school if that school has a teacher and a space and we need transparency in do you have that space you know how many teachers and how much space do you have and then in the selection process for the students, uh, I had a podcast with Jude Schwabach of Reason Foundation, and we talked about statewide open enrollment of the public schools. Currently, there's a cap of 3% that exists uh, here, and it's very kind of hush-hush about how that's actually selected on migrating between districts. So you have inter-district and intra-district uh, transfers that can happen. So having the dollars follow, that's going to help. Uh, some families who need private school educations, potentially homeschool educations, hybrids of all of that. Uh, statewide open enrollment of the public schools would allow a public school to truly be public and not just restricted to those that live within that residential area. Uh, and then, you know, we need to give uh, greater uh, ability for administrators to select maybe education models like the Ford model of education to where it's very tech-centric for a school, and maybe that's what they want to try to bring out. Yeah, STEM and all kinds of stuff. Let schools identify what their communities really need and design schools around it. And then on top of that, give the teachers more flexibility to teach to the individualized needs of students. Uh, We're talking about in uh, customizable education about mastery. A lot of times the conversation is, but what about the kids uh, that, you know, down here we, we talk about that aren't performing as well and give them the helps they need. Well, that's true. But, you know, we also have a system that sometimes restrains the kids who are doing and exceeding their grade levels. What are we going to do for them that allows them to connect to the education that they need as well? Let's not hold them back. There are no average students is what we get down to, Dave. And so, therefore, we need a model of flexibility that can be tailored to the individual needs of every child. And that's where I want to get. Yes. I think that's what has to happen uh, and definitely has to happen that way just because uh, I think education, public education, has become more and more propagandized. And because of that, uh, we're, you know, we're going to have to make sure that we find ways for students to be trained right. as the parents see well, fit. Well, if, you, if, you if you're interested in helping with uh, education choice, go to Believe in Arkansas, or BelieveinAR.com or InfoAR at AFPHQ.org and join the fight to give our kids the educations that they need. All right. That wraps it up with Ryan Norris today. I do want to get him back because we want to talk about health care. We want to talk about uh, justice reform and a whole lot more. There's a lot of things yet to speak about dealing with uh, Americans for Prosperity here in Arkansas. Ryan, let me thank you for coming in and spending an hour. We'll do this again very soon. Sounds good, Dave. Thank you. All right. I got to get out of here tomorrow on a Tuesday. I don't know who's going to be on at 9 o'clock yet just because I don't have my phone right now. I will figure it out uh, before tomorrow. I promise you. We'll have the uh, the female power panel on and we'll have the Bible guys. But who's going to be at 9 o'clock? Your guess is as good as mine right now here on the Dave Ellswick Show. But I'll see you at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning right here at 101.1 FM, The Answer.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.